0: Welcome to another episode of Dr. Lowe's show. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Welcome back. This is a challenge to record because I know Kevin's in the house with Zion and I can hear him wailing, but it's cool. I know he's taken care of (laughs) and I can focus and I can finish this intro. I know I can do it. Um, Isn't it funny how for the moms listening, once you have a kid, it's like your brain literally splits in two and you have like mom brain and then you have like efficient brain and they just don't go together at all. Anyways, we can get through this. So what's up guys? How are you doing? How are things going in the midst of all of this Corona craziness? I hope that you are finding your own personal peace and that you're able to thrive through this really interesting time and just counting your blessings and being grateful. I know for myself, gratitude changes everything through this process. When I find myself going down the the road of lack, as soon as I start to feel that I just I'm just like, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. I go on, on a gratitude rampage and it just shifts me immediately out of it. And, you know, research shows that gratitude, it changes the brain. It really does. I know last week we did a whole episode on brain health. If you didn't listen to it, please go back and listen to it. It's so, so cool. Um, but yeah, it really does. So that's just my little, my little nugget for y'all. If you're feeling this panic, this anxiety, any fear or feeling of lack shift into gratitude and just think of. All the things that you're grateful for and it will shift it for you immediately. And also too, stress affects everything. Stress affects our immune system. So if you want to keep your immune system strong, stay in gratitude because it'll shift the stress out of your body. Also on the topic of this show, stress affects your skin. You'll you'll hear a lot about that um, in the meat of the episode, but the more that we can shift that mindset, get into gratitude, it helps everything, including our skin. (laughs) Also on the topic of skin, I wanted to share one of my favorite products. Of course, you guys know I'm going to talk about Organifi because I love Organifi so much, but literally they have a product for like almost everything that you want improvements with, but especially for skin, they have a product called Organifi Glow that I'm a huge fan of. Let me tell you why. So it does three specific things. It hydrates your skin, it helps to build collagen, and it also helps to repair damaged DNA. So with the hydration of the skin part, we hear about hyaluronic acid a lot. We'll talk about that in the episode, but you can actually help to hydrate your skin with things other than hyaluronic acid. One in particular is called tremella mushroom. So tremella mushroom has been used for thousands of years. Actually, in ancient China, it was a rare mushroom that was reserved only for royalty, But now we can all get access to it. And it helps not only with skin elasticity and and hydration, but it actually is five times more hydrating than hyaluronic acid. So, booyah. Other thing that it does, build collagen. Collagen is what helps to make the the face look more supple and have the wrinkles or or look kind of sullen. It helps to keep it nice and, and plump and supple. So, vitamin C is something really important to help boost collagen. So, it has vitamin C from Camu Camu. Camu Camu is actually sixty. It ti- has sixty times more vitamin C than oranges. So oranges. I don't know why they got such a, a good reputation with vitamin C because there, there's a lot of foods that are higher in vitamin C than oranges, like bell peppers, strawberries. Those are just a couple examples. And then the master one is Camu Camu. So that's for the collagen building. And then in terms of re- repairing DNA, so one of the, the, the main reason why we age is from, is from sun damage. And why that happens is because the sun damage damages actual DNA in our cells. And so we're not able to repair those damaged cells. So in order to do that, there's specific nutrients that help that one in particular is called AMLA, A M L A. So AMLA has been used for thousands of years in India, actually, and it's also known as Indian gooseberry. So it's a little fruit that has tons of antioxidants, but it's been proven to repair damaged DNA. And help to rebuild damaged skin after being exposed to the sun. So pretty cool stuff. Also has pomegranates, raspberry, coconut water, something called baobab, which I've talked about before on the show. So it's good for the skin and also for the brain um, and some other ingredients. It's all USDA organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, vegan, keto-friendly. So it's pretty much a slam dunk. So it's a powder. You basically just put a scoop in water, stir it up, drink it down. It tastes really good. And um it's just like a superfood for your skin. So if you wanted to get Organifi Glow or anything from Organifi, you head over to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and then enter Dr. Lo20 D R L O 20, D-R-L-O-2-0, and you get 20% off this product and anything else on the website. All right, let's jump into the episode and talk about how younger skin starts in the gut. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a new guest and also a new person I'm familiar with, which is really fun. I love talking with, with new folks on the show. And this topic of skin is, as you guys know, this is a big um, topic for me because really skin was what brought me to studying more natural medicine anyway. So I had a history of pretty bad acne in high school, went to see doctors, you know, asked them, is there anything I can do naturally for my skin? Is there anything I could eat or not eat? And they said, there's no connection between your diet and your skin and there's nothing natural you can do. So they put me on Accutane. I was on that for months and months. It didn't even work. And it wasn't until I really healed my gut and my skin got better on its own, which is exactly what we're talking about on this episode. So I, I relate a lot to this and I feel for all of you guys if you're dealing with skin problems. And I know that this interview will shed a lot of light on this topic and give you some, some good advice that you can start right away. So my guest joining me is Dr. Nigma Talib, and she has 17 years of experience in the natural medicine industry and field. She's a naturopathic doctor based in Los Angeles, California, and she's also the founder of Healthy Doc Clinics, previously located in West Vancouver and also London, England. She is the author of Younger Skin Starts in the Gut. And it's all about creating healthy skin from the inside out. And also there's some great tips on what you can use on your skin too. So it's really outside in also. And she has been a speaker all over the world, keynote lecturer for the In Goop Health Seminars and Podcasts, which is, um, I'm saying her name, her name. Uh, Gwyneth
1: Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow,
0: thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's so awesome. And, and I know that you've treated celebrities. I know, um, what is it? Um Penelope Cruz, she, she wrote um, a, a blurb for your book. So you, you definitely have lots of experience and you've, you've hung out with some really cool, interesting people that I love, you know, I'm big fans of. So thanks for spending
1: your time with us today. Absolutely. I'm sitting here in my nice looking pajamas. <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: So comfy. I know we were talking right before recording that the, the silver lining with all this Corona stuff is we get to at least be comfy at home. <laughs> Despite whatever circumstances looking like for us, we can be comfortable. Absolutely. And eating better. And eating better. Totally. Yeah. I'm not eating out at all anymore. So that's, that's nice. So let's, let's talk about, I know every one of us is a doctor. We have some sort of story that brings us to it. So why are you so interested in skincare?
1: It started for me, funnily enough, it started when I was quite young. I had a lot of gut issues and my parents sent me to every gastroenterologist and all they kept saying was it's IBS, which we know is BS. (laughs) So, uh, and put me on a few supplements, like my, my, my dad researched a few supplements here and there. And you know, some of them worked, didn't really, made some impact, but not massively. So he looked into a naturopathic doctor for me to see. So he said, I remember my dad looking at, my dad's always, he's researches everything and he always finds solutions. Uh, and so he took me to a naturopathic doctor And literally within, I think it was two or three months. I I keep forgetting how long it took, but it was not even two or three months. And I was almost a hundred percent better when I'd been suffering with like bloating, nausea, vomiting, um, not able to go to school, like just really, really, you know, painful gut. Like also my skin was irritated. I was covered in eczema. All of these gut and the skin connections, I really started to see it at a very young age. Yeah. And I vowed that I would become an naturopathic doctor and do the same thing for people, not just for their skin, but we know the gut is so important. It's 70 to 80% of your immune system is located in your gut. And so none of this was talked about 20 years ago, gut and immunity. Right. So it was super important for me as a naturopathic doctor to get that experience with patients. And guess what? It always, when there was a problem with eczema, I treated the gut. When there was a problem with acne, I treated the gut. So everything became focused for me as a naturopathic doctor was starting with the gut and then working my way outside to treat the, uh, the skin. Yeah. So good. And how old were you at this time when you first saw a naturopathic doctor? So I'm, I believe I was around right before I was like a teenager. So around 13, 12, 13. Amazing.
0: Wow. That's great to have
1: that, to have that experience that early. Right. And it it just really shaped me uh, as, you know, as, as a, as a teenager. And then the more, you know, I was going to go to medical school, conventional medical school, and I just saw the way drug symptom was not in line with what I felt needed to happen with patients. You know, I, I just feel like you give them a drug and, and the symptom drug, yes, in acute conditions, it can be life or death saving, but generally for chronic, you know this, Dr. Lowe, chronically no. ill patients, uh, they don't do well with being on chronic medication just yeah. stops working after a while and causes side effects.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was Instagram creeping on you a couple weeks back and seeing a lot of the videos that you've done and all the education that you've done and, and just talking about the inside out. So, so yeah, you guys definitely go check out What's your Instagram ha- handle? It's Dr. Nigma Talib, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so D R N I G M A T A L I B. So some really good stuff on there. And so you talk about in your book, I love this play on words. You talk about, are you digest aging? (laughs) Digesting. It's so, so good. So, so can you talk about what that, what that means?
1: Yes. I have to tell you the story though, first, Dr. Lowe. It was really funny. I was with a patient and this was in my London clinic. And she said to me, she's like, Dr. Nygma, my skin is totally reactive and my gut is a mess. And I said, well, she goes, it's like I'm digest aging. And I'm like, that's (laughs) exactly what you're doing. And I'd said it before, I'm like, I said to her, I said, digestion and aging is connected it's like digest aging. And I joked around about it, you know, when she first came to see me months, you know, months ago. So yeah. she's like, actually, yeah. Dr. Nygma, you came up with it. I just remembered it I was, and I couldn't, didn't even remember. I said that. Wow. So it was quite funny that, you know, that term came to be. And I said, no, you came up with it. Anyways, we were like fighting. <laughs> no, over you did. No, you it. did. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I was like, okay, we did. Let's, let's just say it was us. And, um, So yeah, you know, that digest aging, because whatever's happening in your gut is going to show up on your face. Think of it as you are the car and your dashboard is your face. Your body is the car, your dashboard is your face, right? So it's going to show up if it's low in fuel. If it, for example, you know, I've got the four faces of aging that tell you what's happening. So to me, Dr. Lowe, aging is not just fine lines and wrinkles, it's sagging skin, it's uh, blemishes, uneven, pigmented skin. That to me makes somebody look older than somebody who has beautiful, fine lines and wrinkles, because I think those are actually beautiful. And the expression is so beautiful when you're talking to someone versus the face not moving. Right. Agree. I think that looks older. Yeah, (laughs)
0: it's true. I know it's like people get all these anti-aging things. I'm like, you look older than your age now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. And and I say that with my patients too. I mean, they come in to see me for acne or skin problems and I'm like, let's look at your gut. Let's do a poop test. Let's see what's going on in there. (laughs) I want to see what's going on. And, and, you know, more times than not, that's the root of the problem. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So you talk in your butt in your, in your book. I say you talk in your butt. <laughs> you talk in your book. Hi, uh, <laughs> I know sometimes I talk out of my butt. So, you, <laughs> you talk about eating beauty. So, I love that. I mean, and, and that's man, I wish I had a doctor like you back when I was in high school, right? It's like I go to the, see doctors about my skin and how amazing would it have been to see someone like you. Like, okay, no, really, you're eating. Nutrition that is going to affect your skin. So, what are some things that you tell your your patients um, regarding nutrition to to help improve
1: their skin? Yeah. So, you know, what I try to and and of course, you know, we study um, traditional Chinese medicine as well that tells us, you know, eating warm foods versus salads and things like that are are going to cause your gut to not be able to digest food properly. It takes a big toll in our, our our gut and our skin reflects our diet immediately. So if you're eating things that are colder and not digestible or massive processed food or sugary foods, the skin is gonna totally react and it's gonna be inflamed, puffy, rough in texture. So all of those things are super important of what you're ingesting, eating beauty, meaning eating the essential fatty acids, like having more healthy fish in your diet, uh, to help keep the moisture locked in, you know they're necessary for healthy skin. Omegas are really important for, as you know, Dr. Loeb, patients who have who have eczema, and then for blemish-prone skin, you know we look at things like vitamin A and like leafy greens that are are rich in this and help reduce inflammation, and then will reduce acne breakout. So, you know it's super important to eat for beauty rather than you know to think of beauty first and then eating later I think you can have both. I think you need to do both, but the first is starting on the inside, working your way out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. hundred percent
0: agree. And, and, you know, you can have the perfect diet and if you're not digesting it, right, right. If you don't have enough stomach acid or if you have mm-hmm. imbalances in your gut flora, then you don't get the benefits of that. So yeah, both are, are so essential. Definitely.
1: definitely. Yeah. Inside yeah. out,
0: inside first, inside first. I love the different four phases you talk about, with the, <laughs> the different foods. And I was looking at it and I was like, holy crap. Like I definitely had the the, the gluten face back in the day. And I mean, I like when I gain weight, it goes right to my face. I just puff up like a blowfish. <laughs> and so reducing the, the gluten and keeping grains pretty minimal, it just de-puffs my whole body. But yeah, I look back and I remember my cheeks were just like, it was acne all over my cheeks, but it was underneath the skin. So you couldn't totally see it. But if you felt it, it was like, oh my gosh, so gross. But that was, I had gluten face.
1: Well, I've had all four faces many times. So don't, I mean, the fact that you've only had one face is really good. (laughs)
0: That's true. Yeah. So you talk about gluten face, dairy face, wine face, and sugar face. Um, And it's it's
1: interesting how different they are they're all they're all different sugar and wine are a bit similar we'll start off with dairy face dairy face has got the swollen eyelids the bags under the eyes the dark circles um you can get you know those kind of small white pustular type small little bumps on the chin um that is dairy and anyone who ever eats dairy now says to me oh my gosh it's literally classic as soon as i have dairy all of these things happen and i can actually walk down the street and spot people and say, face, Oh that dairy one has face. Dairy, dairy face. face. <laughs> and i'll even like tell my patients i'm like you have dairy face what are you doing and they're like how did you know and i'm like it's fun, you can run but you can't hide. <laughs> and now is I, this all I dairy? See them? Do you, do
0: you sell, is it cheese <laughs> is it milk is it goat dairy is it all butter of it,
1: all of it, it yeah butter? it's all Well so I, you better I, not take my butter Well, you know what? I think if you do a small amount and you don't react, great. But if you're like, you know, if you're introducing these foods in your diet every single day, especially American dairy, I find it so different from when I lived in the UK. So if I would cheat every now and then with dairy over there, I would feel fine. But whereas over here, even the gluten and the dairy is so different here. Yeah. So um, I think there's more than meets the eye with just the dairy protein. I mean, we would need a whole other seven podcasts to go over that. Yeah. But there is something in dairy, in the cheese and everything that does, you know, if somebody's having major skin issues or acne, I just get them to take all the four phases of aging out yeah. for a period of time. We, we make an agreement one to two months and we look at alternatives and we say, look, this is not forever. Skin is super stubborn, so it's going to take longer for you. Probably this one time, but then we'll revisit it and, and add it into your diet. And some people don't even want to add it into their diet because they've had such good results uh, doing that and taking great vitamin supplements. That you know they're happy. They're happy to to stay away from it.
0: Yeah. No. Totally. It's not worth it. You can look at a at a plate. You're like, that's dairy face. I'm not going to do it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And then That's gluten be- face is like puffy red cheeks, dark pigmentation or patches or spots around the chin. So we look at that as like, that is because gluten causes leaky gut and leaky gut can cause irritability and um, pigmentation yeah. on the skin.
0: And you talk about, you know, a wine face and I know so many of my patients come in and they're like, yeah, I have a couple glasses every night. Yes. I'm in, making dinner I'm having my wine. So what can that do to the
1: skin? So that can cause you to have reddish cheeks, lines between the eyes, deep nasolabial folds. Uh, so, you know, and it also dehydrates the skin. So it makes your fine lines look way worse than they normally were. Those nasolabial lines from the nose to the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, they, can, they can cause you to be quite dehydrated. Red skin, uh, not a good look, definitely. Uh, yeah. And then sugar face is similar in the sense that it, it causes your skin to have more wrinkles, but it also causes your skin to sag. I think sugar causes sagging skin. Mm, interesting. And why is that? Is it that the collagen isn't able to be as tight? Well, the advanced glycation end products that you know we learn the ages, right? Yeah. Um, so. So those are what glycation, basically, for those of you who don't know what that is, is it just causes your collagen to be more sticky, your white blood cells to be more sticky. And if your collagen is more sticky, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be deformed. And so it's going to cause your skin to sad. So mm-hmm. sugar really... Pre- A lot of my patients that come off the sugar, like literally within three months, people ask them if they've had work done. It's Amazing. It's inc- Well, and you see that in practice as well, like yeah. when you take people off sugar.
0: Yeah, totally. So so with your patients, do you basically have them avoid the four triggers and then do the other things that you write about in your book and then they can maybe add in a little bit of wine later or kind of just see what, what it is that works for them? Yeah. Or do you just have them off of it for good?
1: Well, I, I start off with what is your chief concern? What is going on with your health that you just can't take anymore? You don't want in your life? Let's resolve those issues. Once we've yeah. resolved those issues. To add things in in moderation is that if you have a birthday party or if you somebody has made an amazing cake and you're like, oh, I really fancy some of that, then that's fine. But resolve the issues first, um, because what we don't want to create is people getting eating disorders over this. We don't want them to say, oh, I can't do this more. More so making a choice to say, hey, I'm not going to eat this because when I eat it, I feel really sick or it makes me break out and then. I feel really bad because I have acne skin because they know it's within their control. Cause a lot of people who have acne feel like they have zero control over this acne for sure. Yeah. And that's not true because I've seen thousands of patients in my years and you do have control.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about adult acne. That's a hard one because it's different than maybe when you're in a, a teenager, it's a challenge to treat, at least for me in practice. It's like, okay, there's, it's a little more complicated. So what, what do you think about maybe like cystic acne for adults
1: in terms of what sort of program or yeah, like, like, what do you
0: think is contributing to that? What's a, what's a common reason that happens for adults and what have you found? Oh, sorry, really sorry. Felt- I, yeah. I,
1: I so with cystic acne, you have to think about our hormones change from the time we're a teenager to the, you know, it's the time we get our period for the first time to the time we're teenager, then we're young adults then you're perimenopausal, periperimenopausal. Um, the perimenopausal group is quite often the group I see that start to get this. It's like in your mid-30s to, to mid-40s, mm-hmm. um, that, that 10-year gap. And that's quite often where I see hormone changes, but then hormone changes as a result of different things, stress. Okay, so some of these people in their mid-30s to 40s are in their career building, children juggling 10 things. Mm-hmm. Traveling a lot. Um, they're trying to do too much, um, and clearly not going to be doing a good job at all of them. So their skin, you know, again, your dashboard to your car is gonna tell you you're you're overdoing this. So the inflammatory mediators go up, and that's when the acne starts. The bacteria and the gut start to go bad, like good <clears throat> cops in the gut go bad, become bad cops, and the stomach acid levels also become more alkaline, which right. then don't allow for you to use your stomach acid as a first line of defense of what's coming into your body to kill it. Because we know that you know, everything you eat into your mouth is going into your body to your intestines. And there's only one cell layer difference between your intestine and your bloodstream. So if that becomes compromised, you then have leaky gut. So now yeah. we're looking at a whole... Cluster of inflammation, so the only way it can come out is through a cyst. And we know we kind of studied this in homeopathy and Chinese medicine, and how these situations of damp heat and you know can cause cystic acne. So we, as naturopathic doctors, look at things in so many different. um, We have so many tools to look at why somebody gets cystic acne versus just saying, "Hey, you need to be on racutane and suppress this." We want to resolve the root cause.
0: Yeah. So good. So, so good. And then what do you, what do you see in terms of like testosterone being, um, a factor with, with cystic acne? Do you see that more for younger people or, yeah. or also in this age range too?
1: I no, I see it for younger people, even in their twenties, you mm-hmm. know, uh, they have a PCOS quite yeah. often. And, you know, that testosterone level is imbalanced and their estrogen levels and progesterone levels are all out of whack. Uh, you know, again, it's to do with stress is one of the biggest um, indicators. And we know in that age group, we have a, a lot of uh, that age group, they have high anxiety. yeah, And yeah. that I think plays a huge role because that in, in, if you think about, I mean, I'm 47. So back in in my time, I I don't remember, well, unless I I haven't done the statistics, but we didn't have these kind of issues back then as there are now. PCOS is now, everyone has it almost, you know? Yeah. And is it our environment? Is it stress? Yes, it's Mm -hmm. both. You know, our our earth is polluted beyond, and, you know, plastics and preservatives and processed food and, excess food and sugar, I mean, all of those contribute to cystic acne, and at a younger age and adult acne, to answer your question. Sorry, that was long. (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it makes sense
0: to me. I mean, the thing that we get most upset about for our body is oftentimes it's our body doing really smart things and protecting us. So even just reframing it, if I have cystic acne... It's not like, oh my gosh, my face is stupid. My skin is so bad and my body's not working. It's, no, your body is releasing something that it needs to get rid of. So having just like that gentle mindset about our bodies, I I think also really just changes even the stress part of it.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's so important.
0: And even cysts on the ovaries, if you take it another step further, you know, within the body too. Um, Well,
1: it's so incredible. I have had patients that have had cysts on their ovaries. Put them on a plan. They go back to their doctors, and the cysts are completely gone. And the yep. doctors are shocked. They're like, "What? What have you been doing?" Right. And, well, I've just been, been doing better. Yeah. And, no. Uh, I've taking seen that supplements. Too. And mm-hmm. yeah, we see. I we see, it's so normal now to see that. Like, so when a patient is surprised, I just, you know, for me, I'm not surprised at all. And and they're just looking at me, going, "Why doesn't? Why don't more people know about this?" And
0: right. No, You're that's, like, oh, that's I do the what question. I do, try to get it out there.
1: <laughs> well, that was my goal, was to make naturopathic medicine really out there and and known about because, you know, currently we have, you know, other doctors practicing in functional medicine, which is great. Um, you know, we've been doing this for a really, really long time, and we're not as, you know, our profession is not as vocal. Right. Um, but it was always, I always wanted to you know, show off my profession because I just think we have the best profession. We, we really do. do. We help a lot of people and chronically ill people. And, yeah. you know, me going into the beauty was a way to, <laughs> everybody's going to find me out now, is to manipulate my patients to do the right thing right. to their body. Right? So, yep. right? so like if I, if I promise them their skin's going to look better and they're going to look younger, they're going to listen and exactly. they're also going to exactly. feel great. So- and Anyways, they're going to heal from now. the
0: inside. No, it's like <laughs> use the face as a way to lure them in to really do the, the real magic of our medicine.
1: That, that is why I did yeah. it because I, it was working. It was yep. seriously. And when I would call them gluten face and dairy face, they would respond. So it was great. Yes, <laughs> it was a win-win.
0: Totally. Hormones are such a big part of, of our skin, as we talk about a lot in your book and we talked about so far. And you mentioned different hormones that you want to have high and other hormones you want to have low. So I think you said estrogen, growth hormone, DHEA, and thyroid, I want to say, is the, the ones you want to have at a nice optimal level. And then yes. the insulin and cortisol, you want that to be on the low-ish. I mean, not too low because we need all of them for proper, no, hunger, you, but not too high. You, yeah.
1: No, you need it high in the morning. That's when it should be the highest. It should then taper down at around noon and four o'clock and midnight should be very low because you shouldn't have it. So some people who have high cortisol in the evening quite often are wired, but tired. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the morning, if they have none, those are the people that can't get out of bed. Right. Exactly, Because they're so burnt out. Yeah. And and it affects your skin, right? Because if you're having that high cortisol at night
0: and you're not sleeping, I mean, that really shows up on the face.
1: 100%. It's just, it's like a, a vicious cycle.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like with, with my patients, when they just get sleep dialed in, I mean, their face, they look so much younger just from sleeping.
1: Oh, I mean, (laughs) I, I, I see it in myself
0: (laughs) and and also,
1: you know, they say, you know, not sleeping, the research has shown it's like being intoxicated, same Mm -hmm. as being intoxicated on alcohol. So you can make more mistakes. You can, you know, driving is also not safe if you haven't slept very well. So there's, you know, there's cumulative factors with sleep yeah. in so many ways.
0: And you can, your blood sugar can be more like a diabetic the next day, right? So then you your sugar And then that shows up on the face. So there's lots of cycles that you can go into. Do you do you think that um, for someone, let's say, going through perimenopause and now menopause, do you think that it's important for them to do like bioidentical hormones to keep their skin? you know supple and healthy and young or do you think that it can be done without hormones i'm just curious your take on
1: on that that's a really good question and you know i always deal with patients case by case so you know some people will have to go on bioidentical hormones because their hormones have completely crashed and hormones yeah. are messengers and you know i i really think it's important that they get on those hormones because honestly like they're not going to be able to push through with anything without getting those hormones and they need to get on the bioidentical hormones that are good for them. Basically, you know, uh, not everybody should be prescribed the same amount. Um, So I will quite often use blood uh, hormone testing along with urine um, and salivary. Mm -hmm. So I use a combination of all three, depending on what, the situation is with the patient, and then yeah. I use that information to then put them on a plan, and I revisit that patient every three to six months versus just letting them refill and refill. Yeah, and and you know making sure that they're getting the right you know examinations, or getting their Pap smears, they're getting their um, their breast um, sonography done. There's a place that I send my patients to mm-hmm. here in California that do like a really um, a good ultrasound type technology that is been shown to be better than mammography and catching, you know, uh, cancer uh, lesions at a very small, um, at a very small size, catching it early. So, you know, I'll always make sure that, you know, my high risk patients are tested more often and know how to self uh, do breast exams; those things are super, super important. Yeah. But going back to your question, absolutely. You know, um, but not everybody is going to do well on hormones. So in that case, I use our good old botanical medicine, and it works really well as well.
0: I love that, and yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said, and we we work pretty similarly on that. I love doing the Dutch testing, and I do, you know, the the saliva and the blood too. I think it's it's important to get all all the different um, ways of looking at hormones because not one may not be as accurate. And so putting them all, all together is important. And, and some of my patients don't want to do the bioidenticals, like you said. And um, so even using like a skin cream, and I'm sure you've used like you know Estriol like, for the face. I mean, yes. I did that after having my son and I was like, holy crap, my, my skin bounced back like really well. Yes. And I was, yeah, yes. it's, it's awesome to be able to just put that right on the skin instead of taking it in the whole body.
1: hundred percent. I agree because it, that is one reason... You know, we talk about sugar is causing skin sagging, but also estrogen levels declining. Yeah. Uh, So
0: really, really important. You talk about the, um, the hormone link with different changes on your face, obviously, we talked about, but also with eyelids, you talk about like eyelid hooding, I think you call it. Um, do you have any tips for that? Like how can that be remedied? I'm asking for a friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, well there is, it's an interesting, it's an interesting one because everybody has, there is a genetic propensity in that as well. There are some, you know, trait that that is just going to be genetic. Your, your mother will have had it, your grandfather, and you'll be able to see it in the family. Um, but definitely cortisol levels are, a big contributor to that, you know, yeah. when, when you continually burn yourself out and light the candle at both ends, uh, that that's going to, you know, that's going to come out, you know, negatively, you know, for your, you know, the, the eyelid part, but that, sure. you know, that's one of the things I, I look at when I'm looking at people on cortisol and I'll test their cortisol, you know, I won't so go. As oh,
0: the, yeah. As you, as you help to address that and fix that, do you find that that improves?
1: I do. I really do. Um, I, I find it, and also avoiding the dairy at the same time is super helpful. Like, you know, if you're really giving it your all, you're doing the diet, the lifestyle, and supplements. Every single patient will notice the difference. Yeah, I've, I've rarely had a patient say, "Oh, I don't see any changes." And you know, a lot of my patients are super committed to doing this, you know, because, you know, I obviously don't accept too many new patients anymore. You know, even in my clinic in London, we were just overbooked because people, I mean, it's exciting to have this type of medicine where people want to do it themselves. People are going to need to want to do it. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think that's, I think that compliance factor is going to get you the results for sure. Let's talk about melasma.
0: This is a, this is one that's super frustrating for a lot of women. So what is melasma? And is it, it's confusing. Is it a high estrogen problem? Is it like estrogen dominance or is it a low estrogen? You know, it's like how to navigate all of that.
1: It, there are, there are causes and for melasma, is it the person was on the birth control pill Were they pregnant, any hormone therapy can trigger melasma at any age. Hmm. So and, and also stress levels, you know, we talked about gluten phase is huge because permeability of the gut I've seen in terms of people with leaky gut quite often get melasma or pigmentation. Um, thyroid disease is a, 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 an issue with melasma and, and Dr. Lowe, honestly, how many patients do you have with thyroid issues? It's I mean, probably at least half the women that come in. It's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. So all of those together are a problem. Now, I use an inside-out approach. I'll quite often use treatments that are healing the gut, getting patients to eat better, lifestyle, get rid of the triggers. Um, obviously, if they're on birth control pill, we'll need to talk about that because that could be causing it. Um, and go over their hormone protocol. And then I will treat them topically. I might do um, a facial peel or I might use IPL, which is uh, intense pulse light, which is a technology that helps target um, pigmentation. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then just being super careful about the sun after that, right? Cause it can be careful. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. you can yeah. re yeah, you can re-pigment. Mm-hmm. pigment. Um, I know right now doctors are using hydroquinone for their first line of treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, i not fully against it. I, I know there's some research on it that it can increase risk for cancer. It's hard to know. Yeah. But I prefer, I prefer what I do is I do intravenous glutathione and uh, glutathione cream. Amazing. We do that all the And time. pills. And pills. Yeah. Glutathione pills. pills.
0: Which pills? Peels or pills?
1: Sorry, pills. Okay. P- <laughs> uh, uh, capsules.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> That's awesome! Yeah, it's um, it's amazing for skin brightening the glutathione.
1: It actually really works. I have it a cream. Really really works.
0: Yeah, I use the oxycell from Apex, and I would have people use that on their on their throat for um for Hashimoto's, and I would find that it would lower antibodies. But patients were using it on their face and loving it because it was such a good skin cream too. So yeah, that's, I kind of stumbled upon that.
1: Yes. No. It's it's definitely. I mean, there's, you know, I would. I would look at that somebody with the pigmentation, every person is different. There's exactly different causes. Um, and so you're really going to be unmasking the cause of the melasma per person. You know, it's, it's a very individual type, but in my book, younger skin starts in the guy, I talk about that, how yeah. you can do something at home yourself. Um, you know, I think right now at home, doing things at home is going to be super important is teaching people how to do things at home. For sure, are helpful and useful to them during this time. um, You know where we're self-isolating and having to do our own diagnosis or our own yeah uh, treatments on (laughs) ourselves.
0: Well, most of us are saving time on commutes, so maybe with that extra time, we can do maybe like a a skin mask, (laughs) something for our skin.
1: Yes, and eating well for your skin, and you'll really see the difference. Use this time to do that because it's you know, it's a really important time to the, you know, get to learn how to cook as well. Like, you know, what, what foods you love and, you know, how you can be compliant and really having a routine of eating at specific times, you know, keeping your blood sugar regular. That's really, really important because that helps the thyroid, which then helps pigmentation. What would be some, what's kind of like a normal
0: day that the type of things that you would eat throughout your day?
1: So my uh, I was talking to my assistant about this this morning because I'm going to do a, an Instagram post about this. And I have very routine. So I wake up in the morning. I'm trying not to get on my phone first thing in the morning. My assistant's yeah. really on my back about that because she notices <laughs> the day that she really is. She's the best. And she notices the days that I'm on my phone, I'm more stressed. Yep. No, I'm, it's not overtly stressed, but she can Same. see that I'm not... You know, my usual, sorry, that was a reminder to feed the plants. Um, <laughs> uh, she's not, I'm not my usual self. Not that I'm out of control, but I'm just not, you know, so I on try edge. not to get yeah. on, I'm a little bit more on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will have bone broth in the morning. Um, or if I'm super hungry in the morning because I'm stressed, I will eat the leftovers of dinner. And why I do that and I warm it up is because I'm getting protein first thing. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of breakfast options. I don't know who created Same breakfast. Here. The worst thing for you. Breakfast exactly. is what breakfast is eggs, bacon, toast, cereal like milk. It's like granola, yogurt, horrible, horrible. Yeah. And so I'll have leftover dinner or if I'm not hungry, I will have the bone broth and um I will have I, I know it's cold, but like, you know, maybe an hour after I'll do a smoothie with, I created this immortal collagen powder mm. that has collagen powder in it. It's good for leaky gut. It's got all these essential, it's got 23 amazing ingredients, including turmeric, which is what we were talking about, and collagen, which helps the skin and leaky gut. So I'll do that in the um, after. And then I'll eat again um, at lunch, and then I'll have a snack with protein. At, you know, in the afternoon, it could be slices of turkey with avocado and tomato and a lettuce wrap. I know that's cold, but it's just a small amount. Um, and then in a, a, a bowl of lentil soup. And then dinner, I'll have something really like vegetable soup. Mm. But I'm trying to eat breakfast, you know, a bigger breakfast and a and a smaller dinner because I'm finding that that is helping people who have adrenal burnout. Yeah, And I'm not going to lie, moving from the UK to the US was a huge move, businesses, everything. Uh, so I felt like it took me, you know, I was a bit burnt out. So I was like, doctor, heal thyself. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and, you know, eating breakfast is super important for people who are burnt out. And as I gradually feel better or felt better, um, then I would have the bone broth for breakfast because I really enjoyed, you know, drinking the bone broth out of a teacup. hmm
0: what are some lunches similar. that you would have?
1: So my lunches and my dinners are pretty much very similar. So mm-hmm. I might do like I I have this thing called the ninja, and I'm if you watch mm-hmm. follow me on Instagram, you'll see me always on there making different things. Um, so I'll make like stews of you know either beef or chicken or tofu. And lots of vegetables, like anything in my fridge that's left over, broccoli, cauliflower, just so it doesn't go bad. I'll chop it up, put it in the Ninja. And if you don't have a Ninja, it's okay. You can just use a regular pot and put some bone broth in there or make your own bone broth up to you. I find it easier to get it ready made because I don't have time to make bone broth. Yeah, Maybe I do now. (laughs) Uh, So I'll just boil, put that all together and let it cook. And I will eat that throughout the day, really. And then if I'm feeling... A bit more peckish, I might have like a piece of protein and eat that as well. So at least I have my vegetables and I have my um, my protein. I, protein is something that we don't all get enough of.
0: Right. No, it's true. Absolutely. Especially for blood sugar issues. What a delicious day. Very inspiring yes.
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's like I just love, I've always loved eating that way. And I always loved soups. You know, for people that don't like soups, really, you know, just try to make a few yourself and you know there's this product called the ninja it's on amazon i don't know but i find it so helpful like if i want a sweet potato i can put it in there and i can cook it pressure cook it and it'll be done in like 10 minutes
0: oh cool is that like an instapot i've heard of those yeah it's like an
1: instapot but it does everything so you can do i don't work for ninja by the way i have no affiliation (laughs) with them i just love this yeah i'm just obsessed with gadgets that make my life easier.
0: Oh my gosh, totally. Uh,
1: and you know, it and I can make a sweet potato really quick and I can throw some tuna in there and I can throw some steamed vegetables that were left over from the night before. And then that's like my lunch. And it's super easy and it doesn't take long. Yeah. So easy.
0: It's it's actually pretty convenient to eat healthy. You just gotta learn learn the tricks.
1: It yeah. Is. I think excited. and you know make the effort and and you know trying to figure out what it is you like and experiment with different spices and yeah you know exactly. I, mean, I think it and it's not that hard honestly i just like throw everything in that ninja and that's it and mm-hmm. you can do the same throw everything in a pot and let it boil on on love slow it. to medium
0: my last question about specifics regarding the skin is dark circles under the eyes Do you have any um, insight as to what causes dark circles? I'm sure there's a range of things, but what are like common things that can cause that?
1: So there are so many things. So there's dairy is one of them. Mm -hmm. I see that often people who have dark circles have dairy and then they cut it off and it reduces immensely. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is iron deficiency. So I think looking at all of those different factors, you know, looking at the cause of why um, somebody is getting dark circles, circulatory issues, um, not enough certain vitamins. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think it's just from a lack of sleep. It really isn't. Yeah, just from lack of sleep, but that's part of it. There's other things like even allergies. Um, yeah, totally. You know, like so finding why they're getting them. And then there's genetic, you know, um, I genetically have that, but it's been, you know, it's, it's in my family that we have this root cause where everybody's got sort of, you know, having Indian skin, we have dark, darker, more darkness under the eye. So I'm really good about mm-hmm. making, wearing sunglasses, you know, all of those things that help prevent, um, you know, it getting worse.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Those are all things I've seen. And then also like adrenal fatigue. I've seen that. And then gut infections. I've seen that show up on the, under the eyes. Have you seen that too? Oh,
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's all in the gut. That's what we started with. That's what we're ending with. It's all in the gut, Yay. man. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Well, we flew through this. Any um, final things maybe I didn't ask about? Any, anything that you're geeking out on right now? Um, anything on the horizon for you?
1: Yeah, I'm currently making a liposomal vitamin C with liposomal turmeric and zinc. Oh, cool. Um, it's going to come in a powder that you can just put it in. I'm really excited about it. I've been working on it for a really long time, and I'm excited that it's going to be coming out in... I think four weeks, which is really an interesting time that's coming out. in the It is. We need this now. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this, Dr. Lowe, but vitamin C is sold out everywhere. It is. And, um, you know, I'm glad I, I got on it before it was impossible to get, but I'm mm-hmm. making a specialized one, which is liposomal, which is going to be more absorption. Uh, absor- you can absorb it better. I so, love it. So, is know, this,
0: this, so this is internally, it's not like a topical... Things. No, no, okay. it's
1: internally. Right now, all my focus is going to be on internal mm-hmm. um, health because I, I think we need that right now more than ever. Yeah, We've always needed it, but I think people are becoming more aware how important it is to keep their body and health now more than ever before. Which yeah, 100%. Would, would, and, and I want to be able to support those people who you know, want and need this 100%. I want to try it. That sounds good. Oh, I, I will be I will send you some as Yay. soon as possible. Cool. Well, I'll share
0: I'll share it with you guys on Instagram. Um me me trying it. So, and then okay. uh, yeah, so how can people follow what you're doing and, you know, get your products and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, so they can go to my website healthydoc.com. That's h e a l t h y d o c.com. And on my website I have supplements uh that you can order uh i know we're sold out sold out of a couple right now we should be getting more in stock by april but you know pop me also a message on instagram i'm dr Nigma talib and if you have any questions right now i'd be happy to answer them on instagram
0: yay thank you so much for being my guest it was such a fun interview i
1: appreciate you taking the time thank you so much for having me
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Lowe Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.